1: Thank you so much, Pastor. Hey, listen, uh, I have here with me Big Chip Minton, a two-time Olympian, a bobsledder champ, and I'm going to have Chip come up and and just share a little bit about tonight's program. For those of you who are not familiar with Team Impact, Chip's going to tell you a little bit about what you are expected to see tonight, so I'll let him
0: introduce himself and tell you about that. All right, good morning, guys. We are so blessed to be here. How many of you have seen Team Impact before? Raise your hand. Okay, you can put your hands down. Listen, guys, we are in your city tonight right here at this church at 6 o'clock. We're going to be putting on an absolutely free program. What Team Impact is, we're a group of Christian athletes, and we go around the world doing these amazing feasts of strength where we break through walls of concrete, smash through walls of ice, pick up telephone poles, bend and snap aluminum bats in half. And we're going to be doing that right here at this church tonight, and it's absolutely free. And you might be asking yourself, why in the world would we want to see somebody break a stack of bricks? What that does is that brings the people out. Somebody who might not normally come to a Sunday morning service, they'll come watch a big overweight guy smash his head to a stack of concrete. <laughs> and then once we get him here, we can give him a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So it's up to you guys. This could be the biggest night that this church has ever seen. But it's all up to you to go out and invite somebody who would not normally come to a Sunday morning service like this, but they'll come watch a nighttime program, a feast of strength, and then we can bring them to Jesus. We love you guys. Thank you for having us here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Chip. Well, again,
1: 6 o'clock tonight. We would love to have you guys come out and enjoy a presentation, a program from Team Impact. Again, a free program, and here's the cool thing. Uh, invite somebody that wouldn't regularly come to church. That's why we are here. What does Breaking Bricks, what does... Uh, Blowing up hot water bottles, smashing bricks with our head, breaking bats over our leg. What does that have to do with Jesus? Listen, I'd be the first one to say absolutely nothing. But it has everything to do with seeing people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Last night, we were at the American Bank Center... There was close to six, 7,000 people there last night, standing room only, an overflow that was overflowing. We saw well over 1,000 people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So tonight, right here in your church at 6 o'clock, Mark and I will be here, uh, and I know that we're going to do our part. I know you will do your part bringing somebody with you, and if we can do our part, I know that God will do his, as he draws people to himself. Listen, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Ephesians. Before we get into God's word, let me tell you just a little bit about myself. I've had the opportunity and the privilege to travel around the world uh, with Team Impact for the past four years. Uh, my beautiful wife at home in Tennessee, Chattanooga, where we live, uh, we go to church there, at Dallas Bay Baptist Church. My wife and I are actually expecting a baby A baby is due February 23rd so we are really excited about that our first one ready or not here she comes amen so we are really really looking forward to that and I- I'm blessed I, I have a, a great wife at home who's actually on staff at church uh, where we attend and uh, get to travel literally all around the world breaking smashing things and telling people about Jesus Christ Ephesians chapter 5 is where we will look this morning, Uh, but I want you to imagine for just a moment, I want you to use your imagination, I want you to know that maybe after you leave church today, you go to the local Walmart uh, close by, and you see there that they are having a huge sale. Now, as you uh, get into the doors of Walmart, you notice that this guy there is promoting this televisions, 50-inch televisions. For only twenty-five dollars. Now the men can really relate to that, and you, of course, look at your wife. Your wife already knows where your mind is and where your thoughts. You obviously want the TV. It's on sale, twenty-five dollars, fifty-inch. Look at your wife and you say, "Honey, this is the perfect fit for that living room." it'll be perfect. So you of course purchase the television, you get home that day and you unpack it and you hang it up there and it's oh, it is absolutely wonderful. My goodness, it looks so good. It matches perfectly there on the wall. Then you go to turn it on and you make sure that all the plugs are in the right place. TV is working just fine and you flip on that flip on that TV screen and it is The sound is just excellent, crystal clear. But then you are amazed at what you see as you begin to flip through the channels, and you notice that the sound is perfect, but the picture does not match the sound. As a matter of fact, you notice that the only thing you see is that that snow that we see across our TV when something has gone wrong. So, of course, you... Unpack the instructions, and for the first time, you men take the instructions out of the box, (laughs) and you try to open it up, and and you see that everything is just right. It's just perfect. You've done everything perfect. Unplug it. You plug it back in, and sound soundness, again, crystal clear But the picture. Not match the sound. You immediately call. You purchase a TV in Walmart there and you say, Sir, there seems to be a misunderstanding here. I just purchased a TV from your store, 50 inch television for $25, and the sound is great, but the picture does not match the sound. It must be a mistake. He goes on to tell you, Sir, there is no mistake there is no accident as a matter of fact all of the televisions that we sold today were sold like that that is why they were on sale for twenty five dollars it does not matter how perfect that sound is it would eventually that TV find itself on a trash can my friends today I want you to catch the picture As there are people that are looking at us as born-again Christians, as followers of Christ, and we speak one thing, but yet do another. And listen, it aggravates them. Just like the same way of the TV, it would aggravate you. You would sit there and listen to that crystal clear sound, but eventually it it would aggravate you. There are people that are looking at us we say one thing but the things that we say do not match our actions as the world looks at us it aggravates them it doesn't make sense you have your bibles again the book of ephesians there chapter five and it's a lengthy chapter there but please bear with me uh today i will be reading from the niv maybe it's a little bit different and your translation but you can follow along with me as we read in chapter 5 verse 1 be imitators of God therefore as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. Which are out of place. But rather thanksgiving. In verse 5. For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person. Such a man as a idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient verse 7 therefore do not be partners with them for you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed the light, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said: Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Verse 15: Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I will stop at verse 21 because verse 22 reads, wives, submit to your husbands, ask the Lord. And I am touching that this morning. (laughs) I want you to see here what Paul shares as he says that we must be imitators of God's word. You see, whether you like it or not, as we walk through life, there are people that are watching us. All around us, the circle of influence that we have in our lives, there are people that are watching us. You see, friends, we live in a world today where we are driven by the media. We are driven by seeing things. And, of course, as we think, see things, immediately we begin to think because the media knows if they can get in our thoughts, that will eventually get in our hearts. TV commercials that we see today are amazing. The way they portray this perfect commercials pictures, images, one after the other, and they know exactly where your mind is because once you see this, your mind actually goes to that place. I want you to show you what I'm talking. I want to show you what I'm talking about. Uh, there's going to be some logos here. There's the first one. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see that? Coffee, absolutely. Some of you, you can actually even taste the coffee. Maybe you had it this morning. To me, I, I don't enjoy coffee that, that much, so when I see that, it just it, it throws me off a little bit. I, I don't enjoy that much. A, a lot of you would say, that's a very expensive cup of coffee, and I understand that too. But, but you can immediately yes, you see this, you know exactly what that logo represents, you know what it stands for, and you know what they sell. They make you think, because once they're here, they're here. What about when you see this next one here? Nike, what do you think about when you see that? Shoes, just do it, sports, Michael Jordan, the best basketball player that has ever played the game, maybe clothes, whatever the case may be, you think of that, you see this, and you immediately begin to relate things to it. Now this next one, I don't want you to say anything. I just, I just want you to think. Think about it as you see this word. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? What about the word Christian? A question that I, will ask, I, I would like to ask every single one of you. What is the first thing when people see you, when they see me, what is the first thing that goes through their mind? It's sad to hear For a lot of people, they will actually think hypocrites. They would actually say, you know what? Religion. Giving things up or doing things. A cult. Why is that? Is it maybe because we are portraying the wrong picture? Is it maybe because people are confused just a small bit? I was driving down the road the other day and I was amazed at what I saw as I, I got a little bit closer to this truck in front of me and there was a bumper sticker there and it read like this it read, God, keep me away from your followers. Hmm. There's another one. It was actually a little bit tougher to read. It said, I like your God, I just don't like your Christians. They are unlike your God. I like your God, I just don't like your Christians. They are unlike your God. My friends, there are people all around us that see us and yet they get a wrong message for some reason, we are sending the wrong picture. I want you to catch this. When people see us, and we profess to be born-again Christians, we go to church. They know that we're in church, but yet our actions do not match our words. They get confused, and it throws them off. When they see you, when they see me they shouldn't think of anything else go ahead and put the next one up but Jesus Christ that's it that's it had the opportunity again to travel with Team Impact for the past four years and it is a blessing do what I get to do as I see many come to know Christ. And perhaps you sit here today and you're saying, you know what, Caesar? You, you've got a pretty good job. You get to do this and you get to present the gospel and you get to tell people about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have a great job. That's the platform. So it is indeed your job. Many of you sit here and, and you're saying, you know what? Pastor, he is the one who's responsible for that word, Christian. But you see, it's actually all of our job. Every single one of us. As we profess to be born again. We are on our way to heaven. We've got to represent the name Jesus Christ well. Because you're not just representing you or this church, but most of all, you are representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you see, we are placed in this earth so that we can shine the light as it is mentioned here in chapter 5. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. You see, you and I, in, in chapter uh, 28 in the book of Matthew, if you wouldn't mind, turn there because I want you to catch this. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, it reads there what our jobs as Christian is all about. What we, what we should do, what you and I should do every single day. You see, chapter 28, verse 16 there, right above that, it actually says in my Bible, it says the Great Commission. I want you to understand, it is not the Great Suggestion. But it is the Great Commission. Verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And uh, the King James translation there, it actually says, go ye. Go ye, therefore, to all nations. But you know that's actually a participle? Which means it conveys not a command to go, but the assumption that the listener will automatically be going. The idea of this passage here is that as we are walking through life, it is our job, our responsibility, our duty, and most of all, it should be our joy to share Jesus with people. To share Jesus with people. Friends, we live in a world today, there are people all around us that are dying And going straight to a real place called hell. Simply because we are not willing to share our faith. That circle of influence that you have. That person that you sit next to every single day at work. That person you sit next to in school. That locker that you have that you think your principal has assigned to you. It's in God has placed you where you are to be a light to a dark world. Have you ever stepped into a room and it was so dark in there that you could not see anything in front of you? And then all of a sudden, someone flipped on that switch and that light was so bright that you literally had to take your own hands, place them in your eyes there so that it wouldn't hurt. That's the kind of light that Jesus wants us to be. When you step into a room, and people don't just see you, but they see Jesus in and through you. My friends, when was the last time that you shared your faith with someone? When was the last time that you told somebody about the greatest news that they could ever receive? A good friend of mine put it this way. He said, salvation Without evangelism, it's just plain selfish. Salvation without evangelism is just plain selfish. You and I, we've received the most amazing gift that anyone could ever receive, the gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation. We are on our way to a real place called heaven forever. And yet we're not sharing. You were to pull up to a gas station, you were to see the gas was actually pretty cheap. Pastor, what's the average uh, gas price here? 260 something. Whew, that's high. What if you were to pull up to a local gas station and you were to see the gas was no longer 260, but it was uh, 10 cents a gallon? How many of you know that's good news? Amen? Listen, you would be calling your friends, your family members, co-workers, everyone around you. You say, hey, listen, you have got to get yourself to this gas station. it's cheap, cheap gas. That's good news. Now, some of the ladies can't relate to that. I understand. But ladies, what if you were to pull up to the, uh, the local mall? You were to see that uh, the favorite store that, that you have, 95% off. How many of you ladies know that's good news, amen? I, I, I very often don't, don't understand that. My wife comes to me and tells me, honey, there's this great store, 50% off. We're going to save a lot of money. I tell her, honey, just if you want to save money, just don't spend it. She doesn't appreciate that very much, so I've learned my lesson. But let's say 95% off, that's good news. You would call your family, your friends, your neighbor, everyone. You would tell me, listen, you've got to get yourself to this place. You would share that. Because, indeed, that is good news. Let me ask you a question. What do we call this? We call this the good news, amen? Why are we not sharing it? When was the last time that you shared your faith with someone? And maybe you sit here today and you're saying, you know what, Caesar? what if they ask me a tough question? I haven't gone to school. I haven't learned what I need to learn about the Bible what if they ask me, ask me something I don't know? I just don't feel qualified. I want you to understand that God does not call the qualified, that he qualifies the call. God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the call. Listen, if it is your heart to share your faith, God will place the words in your mouth to share with that person. And listen, all they really want to hear All they really want to hear is about you, what God did for you. We have 15 guys on our team, some of the strongest men in the world. And we ask at the middle of our program for the guys to share their faith, who they were before Christ, that day of salvation, and who they are in Christ now. It's the most simple way that you can share your faith with someone. My friends, we as the body of Christ... We are the hope of the world. We are called to be evangelists in our own Jerusalem, right here where you are. That circle of influence that God has given you, you've got to share. You've got to share the gift that God has given you. It would be selfish for us to hold it to ourselves. Close with this, I uh, heard uh, about uh, this young man who, uh, who struggled with math. Now, I can relate to this young man because I struggled with math as well. Now, it wasn't too bad, but when it really messed me up was when they put uh, numbers and letters together. It messed me up. For this young man, was the same thing. Now, his parents, they did everything they could to, to give this young man extra help, extra uh, curriculum activities and, uh, you know, football, basketball, all the sports. It didn't work. They thought maybe he would pull, pull his grades up by doing that. It didn't work. Maybe after school um, tutoring, they would bring in someone to tutor this young man, and it, it just didn't work. They were sitting around at the table this, this one particular day with their neighbor, and actually, neighbor said to the parents, have you considered the Catholic school right down the road? And they thought, no, we really haven't considered that. She went on to share how excellent their program was, their math program. So they thought, you know what, let's wait until next year, and let's see what happens. We'll enroll them in this school. Well, sure enough, next year it rolled around, and, and they enrolled in this in this school, the Catholic school right down the street. The very first day, that young man came from school. He said hi to his parents, and then he rushed upstairs, opened up his books, and he would begin to study. And they thought, that is very odd. We've never do- seen him doing that. The very next day, did the exact same thing. A few weeks went by, he would do that every single day. Say, hello, go back upstairs and study for his class. Well, friends, finally the day came. That report card was handed over to the parents. They sat there on the table and the mom looked at the dad and she said, you opened that thing. I'm not touching it. Dad looked at the mom and she said, I'm not touching that either. You open it. Finally, they concluded, let's open it together. Kind of a side note there, as parents, greatest example that we can teach our kids is to do things Together. So they thought, let's open it together, open it up, and they were amazed at what they saw. As this young man, from almost failing, his grades were now up to almost perfect. They rushed upstairs, opened up this door, and he said, son, you did it. He was scared. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I didn't do anything. (laughs) So they thought, no, 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 listen, you did it. You pulled your grades up from almost failing now to almost perfect. We are so proud of you. And then they would begin to ask. Well, what was it? Was it the extracurriculum activities? Is that what took place? Is that what really helped? He said, No, that wasn't it. And they thought, well, it had to be in the tutoring. That's probably what it did it. Nope. And then finally, they said, Well, it was the Catholic school, wasn't it? And he said, Yep. And what was it? And it was so different. We've got to know. He looked at mom, looked at dad. He said, well, mom, dad, the very first day that I was there, they brought us all in this big, like, auditorium-type place, and they sat us, and they began to kind of share a little bit about their vision of the school. Then I looked up, and and I I noticed that this school, they meant business with math because you see, they had nailed a man to the plus sign, so I knew... (laughs) they meant business with math now listen for so many people Jesus Christ is no more than just a man hanging on a plus sign please catch this for a lot of people they see Jesus Christ as just another man a just a, a good prophet a good teacher I want you to understand that Jesus Christ was more than just a good man, more than just a good teacher. He was the Son of God, 100% man, and 100% God. Please hear me. If we as Christians, as born-again believers, if we don't tell people the truth, someone else is going to tell them a lie. It's up to us. When people see you, when they see me, what do they see? What is a Christian? I finished with this, I promise. Came across this poem, and I want you to think about it as I read it. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not shouting, I'm clean living. I'm whispering, I was lost. Now I'm found and forgiven. When I say I am a Christian, I don't speak of this with pride. I'm confessing that I stumble and need Christ to be my God. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not trying to be strong. I'm professing that I'm weak and need His strength to carry on. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not bragging of success. I'm admitting I have failed and need God to clean my mess. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not claiming to be perfect. My flaws are far too visible, but God believes I am worth it. When I say I am a Christian, I still feel the sting of pain. I have my share of heartaches, so I call upon his name. When I say I'm a Christian, I'm not holier than thou. I'm just a simple sinner who received God's good grace somehow. When people see you, What did they see? I'm gonna ask you right where you are to bow your heads and to close your eyes.